Welcome to the Hansa podcast, a knowledge base for small and medium-sized businesses about growth and sustainability. Today's podcast is our second episode and is about how to value your business. We will provide a practical way to calculate the value of your business. We will share some practices we see in the industry that erode value. I'm Sunil Regula. My partner Mr. Trinath Babu and I work closely with growth companies in India. We see examples of some small and medium-sized businesses with great potential not reaching their next level of growth. Through this podcast, we'd like to address some of the reasons and also talk about sustainability. The detailed notes of this podcast are available at our website www.hansapartners.in. In our previous podcast, we discussed the topic of getting better at thinking about capital. As a continuation of that topic, today we'll discuss valuation in more detail. There are two main objectives from today's podcast. One, most SME business owners read about startups and see the valuation of unicorns on front pages of newspapers. They feel that they have operated for 15 years in the industry and are more profitable and set valuation expectations based on what they see in the newspapers. We want to clarify why those valuations will most likely not apply to brick and mortar SME businesses. Second objective is to improve the awareness of valuation among SMEs. We have discussed valuation with about 50 to 60 companies in the last 2 years. Very few had even the basic knowledge about valuation. We will present this topic today in such a manner that someone with basic finance knowledge can also understand valuation and can value their company. Our valuation approach is meant for unlisted small and medium sized businesses. Most SME business owners are happy with how their companies are currently operating. They're free to pay themselves as much salary as possible and dividend out as much money as they want each year. Only a few will genuinely want to take the company to the next level and are keen on building their net worth through the equity in the company. Valuation would become relevant to such people and to such companies. To structure our discussion today about valuation we have divided it into three parts first we will define the term valuation we see a lot of confusion here with different terms being used when you read about startups you hear about terms like sales multiple or if you have been investing in listed companies you are aware of the pe ratio we'll clarify the appropriate valuation metric for smes and explain that in detail second we'll give you a practical approach on how to value your company and arrive at a ballpark number this is the maths part of valuation there are several other factors that can have a significant impact on valuation this forms the art part of the valuation and we will briefly give you an overview of that as well third we will list all the mistakes that we see owners making in their companies that impact valuation so the first section is defining the term valuation 
When a business owner wants to know the value of his or her company, they will usually consult a trusted advisor. The advisor will do the valuation exercise for a fee. Most experienced and reputed advisors would do a good job and get the necessary documentation to support a valuation. When we meet companies and ask them the question, "Do you know what the company is worth?" the answer usually is either the book value of equity as per the last audited balance sheet or some very high number which has no basis. Our objective today is to teach a very simple way to answer this question and also have some basis for setting initial valuation expectations. You'll then be in a much better position to discuss this topic with either your advisors or your investors. The best metric that describes the overall value of a business is enterprise value, also called as EV. EV is a much better way of understanding of the value of a business because it includes the shareholders value which is the equity value also includes the debt in the company and also factors in the excess cash in the company there are other factors as well but right now let's keep it simple ev is defined as equity plus debt minus cash or equity plus net debt debt minus cash is called net debt when someone says that my company is worth 100 crores then it's always good to ask whether they are referring to the equity value or the enterprise value in the next section when we do an actual valuation exercise you'll understand this in more detail so let's get into the next section which is the practical approach to valuation I remember a conversation I had with the managing partner of my previous private equity firm. He said that at the end of the day, valuation is an art. The maths part of it is very simple, but it takes many years of apprenticeship and many years of transaction experience to understand the art behind valuation. Let's first discuss the maths part of the valuation. There are six steps for you to get an initial valuation of a company. Step 1 Identify 5 to 10 companies which are similar to your company and are listed on the local stock exchange. If you are in India, then the stock exchanges will be either BSE or NSE. Most owners know the listed companies uh, in their domain. But make sure that these companies are of similar size and are also growing at the similar rates at which you are. go to this website www.screener s c r e e n e r .in screener.in and search for the 5 to 10 companies that you have identified in step 1 or you can use other websites that uh, provide this kind of information you'll have to register on this website with your email uh, but it's free Once you have logged in you can search for any of the companies which are listed. When you get the data for a company look for the field called add quick ratio and in this field you can type ev ebit e v e b i t and that data will also start showing up in the company summary at the top. For all the 5 to 10 companies you have ident- identified make a note of the ev bit ratios 
On this side, you can also note the sales of these companies and the sales growth over three years. Let me explain EV EBIT a little bit here. I've explained what EV means in the previous section. EV stands for the enterprise value. EBIT, E-B-I-T, represents the earnings of your company after depreciation, but before paying interest and taxes. It's a straightforward figure in your P&L. EV EBIT is the ratio of the enterprise value to the EBIT of the company. I can give a long explanation on why we work with EBIT and why not any other earnings figure like EBITDA, which is very common within private equity, or, or I've seen several people using a PAT. But it'll get very technical, and I'd like to keep today's discussion simple. Step three, calculate the median of all the EV EBIT figures that you have gathered in step two. Why median and why not average? Because sometimes the ratios can be very high like 50x due to some unusually low earnings number. Or they can be very low like a 2x due to high earnings. Or sometimes they are even negative. A median will eliminate such figures and you'll get the midpoint. Say the median EV bit is 9 if all the listed companies are much larger than your company and are also growing much faster than your company, then the ratio that is applicable for your company may be lower than the median. Let's say that the multiple applicable for your company is 8x. Step 4. Get the EBIT figure from your last audited P&L. Say the EBIT is 10 crores or 100 million. Step five, the EV of your company is the EBIT that you have from your PNL multiplied by the EV EBIT ratio that is applicable for your company. So in this case, it's 10 into 8, that's 80 crores. So the enterprise value of your business is 80 crores or 800 million. Remember, we told you that EV is equal to equity plus debt. Let's ignore cash for the moment. So the equity value is equal to the enterprise value minus debt. Let's say that the debt in the company is 10 crores. Then the equity value is 80 minus 10. That is equal to 70 crores or 700 million. So in six easy steps, you have an approximate value for the 100% of the equity in the company. So that's the maths part of the valuation. Now let's discuss the art part of the valuation. A good understanding of these will help you better follow valuations and will increase the chances of a transaction happening. We have identified 10 elements that impact valuation. There are many more aspects that impact valuation, but here are the 10 that we have identified for today's discussion. First one is earnings. EBIT sometimes can be too high due to some one-off earnings or it's too low due to some write-offs uh, in that year. So the quality of the EBIT has to be understood in detail. 
This analysis is sometimes called the quality of uh, earnings analysis. Second is growth rates. The most important factor determining valuations are future growth rates. Most startup companies get very high valuations because they are growing at very high rates due to a disruptive technology and very little competition. SMEs have much lower growth rates and operate in mature markets. And hence expecting the same valuations as startups is unreasonable. I'm not justifying high startup valuations here. There are also clearly bubbles in startups like in 1999 and also to some extent now in 2019. The third factor that impacts valuation are debt levels. If the debt levels are low, that's always a positive sign, which means that the company is able to grow even without taking any debt. But if the debt levels are high, then one needs to understand if there are other issues like liquidity issues. Such scenarios will have a significant negative impact on valuation. The fourth element that impacts valuation is assets. We reviewed an impact investment recently where the factory was worth 50 crores, but the land on which it was built was worth five times of that. In such cases, it's all about unlocking the value of the land. We have seen several companies located in and around metros which are experiencing this kind of high land prices. The fifth one, and I believe this is the most important one, is competitive advantage. If the business has no competitive advantage, then there is very little equity value in the business because the cash flows can easily erode due to competition. Such businesses are better off not raising equity. It's best to milk them for the dividends that they are generating. Sixth one is team strength. Most SMEs run with very lean management teams and we also like that. But as the company is growing, you also need to strengthen the company's organization. This is one of the most challenging things for most owners to do. If the team is not adequate, then the OPEX is lower than what it should be. And hence, the earnings, which is EBIT, is higher. The seventh point is working capital levels. This is a slightly tricky point, and even very experienced investment bankers struggle with this. Many businesses have a natural business cycle, and sometimes the working capital levels are high, and sometimes they are low. With the working capital the related debt also varies in the company. If these swings are high, they can have a substantial impact on the equity value. Note that the enterprise value of companies will not change with the business cycle. It's the debt that varies and hence the equity value also will vary. The eighth point is contingent liabilities. Suppose there is a legal dispute that can potentially have a large claim in the future on the company you will have to factor that into valuation. The ninth point, sum of parts. Sometimes businesses may have different divisions and one different division can be large but with low growth, but the other one may be much smaller but fast growing. In such cases, each part can be valued separately to get the right value of the company. Tenth, market cycle. Even stock markets have cycles and we are currently experiencing the peak of the stock market cycle in India. 
I maintain a graph with me where I track the PE ratios of the local index. That's currently at at 26, which is a very high number. If you keep this in mind, then you know that the multiple that you have estimated in the previous section for valuation is high. Next year, the market may be much lower than today. We believe that setting realistic expectations will improve the chances of of the company getting funded and also improve the chances of a good return for investors. Our third and the last section in today's podcast is common mistakes that erode valuation in companies. We have identified six points here. The first one is what we call low earnings equals low taxes mindset. We have met many small business owners who think that high earnings will result in high taxes, so they never strive for higher earnings. They don't see the relation between earnings and valuation. If owners don't think about building net worth through equity creation, the company will continue at today's performance levels. Second is driving growth through debt. What most people don't understand is that the enterprise value is equal to net debt plus equity. So when you take on debt in to fund growth, the enterprise value doesn't change but the equity value gets squeezed. Excess debt in the company becomes a limiting factor for growth and in extreme cases bankrupts the company. Third point is around EBITDA or EBIT and understanding that they form the basis for valuation in most SMEs if they are positive. Make sure that they reflect the true earning potential in the company. We saw a company recently where the promoter salaries were tripled before taking a decision to raise external capital. Note that such in such moves reduce the EBIT and hence impact the valuation. Next point is around creating unrealistic growth plans. Many growth plans are a theoretical exercise done by advisors to justify high valuations. Many experienced investors just half the projections and evaluate cases. Creating business plans need a very different approach. Owners should at least prepare a thorough budget for the coming year and start implementing that and prepare a high level 3 year growth plan with details on where the growth will come from and what are the resources required they should also start implementing that plan and show early results to make the plan more realistic next point is around consolidated earnings Sometimes the true earning potential of the company does not show up because of the consolidated figures of the company. We also touched upon this point earlier. There are some innovative products and companies that are growing very rapidly. Track the segment level financials within companies if possible down to the EBITDA level. For this you need to set up your accounting and costing routines appropriately. It's not much of an effort. but it could have a significant impact on the valuation of your company last point we have is not using equity as an incentive equity is almost never given as an incentive to people who have played 
an instrumental role in building the company over several years. Most SMEs are completely owned by the family and they remain that way for a long time. There are no incentives for professionals to join the company and grow the equity value. In this episode, we have tried to convey three things. First is to think about value, the equity value. Second is a simple approach to calculate yourself what that equity value of your business is. And third is to learn from some of the mistakes we see owners making that impact equity value. Thanks once again for listening to our podcast. If this episode has helped you in any way, please do leave a leave your comments and share the episode with your friends. You can find the show notes for this podcast on our website hansapartners.in. There are links to connect with us on LinkedIn and Twitter. It would be great to connect with you and if you have any specific questions or feedback, do write to us and we'll try to respond. Thanks once again for listening to the Hansa podcast.